but I'm, yeah. I'm still very much on the fence about it, it just because it's so, it just makes me nervous. I guess that's the best. Yeah, way it's something it. special and near and dear to your heart. And, uh, and people are just treating it nonchalantly or whatever, or aren't initiated or haven't done the research. Like you gotta, you know, gotta be, you have a lot of imagination stuff too. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot yeah. of people are just like, they'll, they're writing books and, and, doing interviews and just making stuff up that they kind of like, you know, they heard somebody else say, and there's like, if they can imagine it, they, they state it like it really happened or it's real. Right. You know, and, and that's interesting too, because we didn't really talk about it, but there was, there was a case where um, I ended up stealing from a witch. Uh, it was a warlock friend of mine. It was really uh, deep into what he did. And he used to teach me. And uh, when I was going through all that stuff, like before it got real deep, I stole from him and he had a protection spell on his belongings. And he ended up um, it's a long story on how it happened. But we were having a they were, I was stealing from a lot of people. And I had because I was only in town for a couple of days and I was staying with different friends and I was uh, stealing from us T-shirt band, T-shirts, CDs, video games, controllers. And I had a big duffel bag. And I'd stay with a friend and then we'd leave. I'd leave with stuff that I stole and two or three friends. And then um, my mom was supposed to come pick me and my cousin up and bring us back to Louisiana. We was in Alabama. She dropped me off just for the weekend. And um, something happened in her. She had car problems and she couldn't come get me. And so she's like, hey, can you find a place to stay? I'll be there Monday morning. It was like Sunday night. I was like, okay. And I got this duffel bag across the street at, at a friend's house that I stole some of his stuff. So, but the duffel bag's in the closet covered up, like hidden. So when my mom comes, I run over there, grab my bag. All right, y'all gotta go. And I got all this like merchandise, you know? And so um, I stayed with another friend, stole from him. And my mom still having car troubles. I'll try to come Tuesday. So Tuesday comes around, she still didn't come. I ended up uh, going to stay with the warlock. We spent the night with him. And then my mom was going to come uh, the next morning and he always had these big parties, the warlock. And uh, he was an older dude, but it was like tons of teenagers hanging out and all this kind of stuff always. And so he let us sleep on the couch and I stole a video game from him. Dungeons and Dragons video game, put it in my, my bag and then uh, was waiting for my mom to come get me again. She couldn't show up. And I think it was like Wednesday or something. So that uh, one of those nights I ended up staying in my girlfriend's treehouse. me and my cousin, we stayed in there and, 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 uh, for the night, but then the next night I stayed with the warlock. Anyway, they were having a party and we're sitting inside and there's all of these like older people there and they're all wearing all black. And, uh, and I've never seen them before. And they're all like sitting in the living room with me and my cousin. And there's just people everywhere inside, outside drinking, getting ready to smoke. And um, my uh, one of my friends walks through the front door holding the Dungeons and Dragons video games game. And he walks over and he hands it to the warlock and he hands it to him. He's like, OK, he looked at him and they, he shook his head and they all looked at each other. And I'm on the couch, like just across from him, like, <laughs> what's oh, my God. And uh, so he gets up. And they're all in the gang activity. Like they they're into some really like reading the Bible upside, like insane gangster disciples, some far out gang stuff. And I knew we was going to get beat up, you know, might tie us up, torture us. You know what I'm saying? I stole from these people. All those guys there, they were there. I stole from everybody and they found the bag. So one guy gets up, he walks to the back. I'm looking. Another guy gets up and they're walking to the back. I'm thinking they're going to go get a baseball bat or something. I don't know. So they all walk to the back. And I look at my cousin, I said, hey, man, we got to go. He said, why, man? I was, all these girls here, it's a party. They're getting ready to smoke some weed and stuff. And I was like, no, we got to go right now. He said, why? I said, just come on, man. Get up and walk outside. I said, bro, they, all the stuff I've been stealing, they found it, bro. He just gave him the video game. You didn't see it? Oh, my God. And so there was a, a guy talking to a girl at his car. I said, hey, man, can you give us a ride down the road, man? We're like, we really need a ride back. Can you give us a ride? Sure, man. So we jump in the car with this random guy. He brings us like a mile down the road and we go back to my girlfriend's house. She's living with her parents and he drops us off and we're hanging out at like the tree line, getting ready to make a, a run across our field to the uh, tree house. So we can just crash there for the night because we couldn't go back there. Um, so I'm around the, the tree line and we're kind of moving around to this open field 
And as we're looking at the treehouse, there's this light that's glow, glowing and it's just moving in their yard. And I, for some reason, I thought it was her dad outside with a flashlight, but we literally watched that light and it almost like, I feel like it mesmerized us or something because we're just waiting on it to go away. And it was just kind of going through the trees and stuff, which was something that was interesting, that that light in the woods. But um, we go around to the edge of the tree line where there's a big open field and we're getting ready to run because she had a dog outside and stuff like that. We didn't want nobody to see us. And when we do, out of nowhere, out of thin air, this uh, big entity appears. And the best way I can describe it, it looked like an eight foot tall camel. This big camel horse thing runs past me and my cousin. It's it's darker than the blackest of night. It screams and it knocks both of us to the ground. And we and it disappears in the thin air when it passes. We get up we're like, what the what happened? We freaked out and we just run to the treehouse. And after that, I had all kinds of crazy stuff. That's when it started going downhill. You know what I'm saying? I started, you would think that something like that would scare me. Like, okay, you got to get your ass back in church or something. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, hold on. I want to get that good. I want to be able to, yeah. to summon entities that would appear and go out and do my bidding for me. Right. So honestly, that experience got me deeper into the occult and trying to open up those portals to connect with these entities. I wanted to have a sit down with an entity. Like I wanted something like that to appear and speak with me and, and that kind of thing. So that led me to do all of those rituals and stuff like that. They ended up going in head first, doing them all trying to get good. Like, okay, if I do this one, surely it'll work. Wicca, surely that'll work. Satanism, surely that'll work. Necronomicon, surely that'll work. And like none of them worked until again that portal kind of opened up and all of them worked at the same time. I just keep thinking about a camel, like of all things. Well, it is interesting because there's like there's certain deities that look like horses and stuff, like yeah. these type of like in demonology and stuff. Right. So a shade, uh, like an elemental shade. Now, now I went back and spoke with him, uh, I guess a couple months later, I came back in town and apologized and say, Hey man, I'm sorry. He's kind of laughing about it. I said, you gotta tell me what would you do, man? Like, what was it? <laughs> and, uh, he said they, that they pretty much summoned an, an um, um, elemental shade out of smoke, like the, at working with smoke. So he go back, they went mm -hmm. back there and summoned this entity and had this protection spell on his belongings. So instead of tying me up and be, they went back there and did magic and something formed out of nothingness and it knocked me and my cousin down. You know what I'm saying? It's like when we're talking about things that are real and I hate to use that as like, you know, as like bragging or something, but that's not the only thing of like things pop in and out of our reality. And that's really what I'm interested in. I, I've taught people to have all kind of, you know, amazing encounters and meditation and stuff. But like what gets me is when they cross into our reality and you can see them, whether it's a UFO, you know, UFO is a big one for me, uh, fairies, angels, things that are that actually show up, whether you're capturing them, capturing them on camera or someone has seen them. And especially when it's more than one person, right? If it was just me, then I would question myself or maybe it was the wind that blew or whatever, but it was me and my cousin. And we both had that happen. Like, uh, you know, th that's what would like the, the paranormal for me proves the existence of the afterlife and something else that happens whenever we, we cross this threshold, which I believe all religion is trying to figure out anyway. And our religion is trying to get us to come to grips with what, what happens when we die in this fear of the inevitable, uh, even if it's not talking about it or thinking that we're going to live forever. And we never talk about it. like there's different schisms and things that happen that try to preoccupy us with the reality of, of what's coming, you know, kind of thing. And uh, it's preoccupying ourselves with other things in this world. So we don't give no thought to it. But I'm interested in those things. And, and I think that when they cross over. Like that's some interesting, some interesting, I would say, proof of something, you know, that is communicating and has access to us from the other side that every now and then you get to, you know, get pri I say privy to, to see, you know. Yeah, uh, it's it's funny that you mention how the paranormal supernatural is proof of something on the other side. Um, 
and I shouldn't say that it's funny, but it's just, so I listen to the confessionals podcast, like religiously. And, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it, I'm but, not. uh, basically it's a lot of what we're talking about now, not, not the spirituality part, but the paranormal UFOs, aliens, Bigfoot, Dogman, all of that. Mm-hmm. And a I always say that I wanted to try to make this podcast like the confessionals, but with a spiritual twist Mm -hmm. because a lot of his guests um, are Christians and I haven't really found a episode on the confessionals where somebody is a non-Christian. And it's, I guess the funny part is to me is that in the, the Christian community, like you said, if you mention anything about aliens or it's all demon aliens or demons yes. in the Christian community, hands <laughs> right. down. And, and now it's like all these Christians are, are coming on this show and being like, okay, you know, like I'm starting to question everything because I, I saw this or I just, I, you know, yeah. ran into this situation. So we're going to hop right into your paranormal experiences Cause I know you said you've had, you've had quite a few. Yeah. Well, I think I, I've, 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 you know, they're like markers for me in my life, you know, like uh, you can go back and say that something happened, you know, and I, I go back just, you know, the way I opened up this talk was, was talking about four years old, you know, and being pinned down to my bed by these entities that set me on a, a life of asking questions as a, a kid, you know, a little kid. And, um, and, and getting into movies and, and books and things like that, that would or ask those questions that wires your anatomy, the way that your mind works, you know, so um, it has a, a lot to do with that. So that one at four, you know, and then that that encounter with them, you know, that that um, uh, demon or that, you know, elemental being that was summoned that jumped into this reality and scared me, you know, that changed my life, you know what I'm saying? And so a paranormal experience, you know, other ones, like, again, like there's so much stuff that happens within me. So I do believe in the psyche and I do believe in meditation and, and doing the inner work and the inner alchemy and things like that. Um, but it's something special for me when it, you know, stuff crosses over. So the UFO stuff was really big for me uh, when it's paranormal, when it crosses into the threshold, like we will it to happen. We ask for a sighting. And they start showing up and communicating like that happened to me. Um, and they would communicate telepathically. You would have these inner senses, inner dialogue and this inner divine knowing, if you will. When when I would see, um, you know, some people call them ships or they kind of like entities out there, really um, living beings. And I, to me, it's the it's the angelic. You know, they travel back and forth from heaven to earth. And if we go out there long enough, we get to get to see them. And I think, I don't think that has anything to do about being privy or being special is that I stayed out there long enough, you know, I, and uh, we called it summoning UFOs. You know, that was the terminology that was used early on. And uh, I wanted it so bad. And I seen videos and I read text and stuff within the scriptures that people had convinced me that, you know, that they're out there and they're watching over us literally in heaven and my, my studies of the scriptures begin to evolve and, and see how heaven literally just means the sky. I gazed into heaven and beheld this. Like they said, I looked up into the sky and saw this chariot of fire, you know, these, these chariots of, of fire within the Old Testament. Um, and some of it was done through prayer that they would see these things. And so I remember seeing um, um, reading the story about uh uh, Elisha and the young man who they were sleeping, but they were being chased by a- an army and they woke up and there was an army encamped around them and they were about to die. And so the young man woke up scared to death. He's like, Oh, we're going to die. We got it. But Elijah being a, a man of faith, he said, listen, don't freak out because there's more that are, that are for you than that. Those who are against you. And it's like, what do you mean? It's just us. And it says he laid his hands upon him and he prayed for him that he would be able to see the angelic armies around them. And it seemed he's, he said that his eyes of his understanding open or his third eye, whatever you want to call that. That's how we perceive in the spirit. And he was able to see these chariots of fire all within the mountains all around him. So that encounter of him seeing something that was already there, but he just couldn't see it. 
and his eyes of his understanding was enlightened for him to be able to see the heavenly host that was going to protect them uh, to the day that they were you're appointed to cross over and then nothing would take you out. And so for just like that young man in, in the scriptures, like, I believe it, like if that happened, I believe I can do it. You know what I'm saying? Like I can pray. I can ask for a sighting. Show me these angels. If they're out there, if they're watching over us, protecting humanity, they've been here since we were primitive, you know, uh, let me see them. And going out early, early mornings, like four in the morning till like, until the sun comes up for hours praying and asking God, like almost begging for it, you know, let me see where are they? And just next neck is messed up from looking up so much. And, but I stayed out there long enough until I started seeing them. I started seeing um, like, you're just looking at stars that are just parked there. It looks like, and then something comes out of it or the star starts moving or there's something traveling across the night sky and it, tags a star and that star goes a different direction and they like trade post or whatever in the sky. And I'm seeing all of this stuff happen and watching stars that start shifting and morphing and they're twinkling. But the more you look at them, the more they, it's almost like the stars are communicating with you. And then they, I've seen a star open up and a ship, a little light come out of it and start flying until it goes away. Like, what the hell is this? And so I'm starting to see all of this stuff in the night sky and I'm going out every day. I couldn't wait to go out. The job that I had at the time allowed me to, to be out under the stars uh, at four in the morning, uh, almost every morning. And so um, I seen so much stuff that just blew my mind. You know, I would see and they would stop on a dime. I started seeing them during the day because like at nighttime, like, hey, that could be anything. Right. Um I started seeing whole fleets of what we would call UFOs or, or the angelic armies, heavenly hosts, whatever, a fleet of them in the, in the sky. I'm asking, I'm looking up all day. And finally, uh, these, all of these black bars appeared. It was probably 60 or 70 black bars and they're all in the sky. And all of a sudden the bars, they turn like this and then they turn into white orbs and then they keep turning and they disappear. Then they come back to the white orb and they turn into a black bar. But as they keep turning, they'll like show their glory. They'll like uncloak and then they'll disappear. And it's like when they're sideways, like a black bar, but they keep turning, they, they disappear. And I'm sitting there watching a the sky full of these black bars side by side, just all over the place. Just do this and show their white light in sync. I'm like, what the heck? So like that changed stuff for me like that. Cause I was a Christian evangelist. Like I was a minister and I started like, but I was a hip hop artist too. So I started putting this stuff in my music, you know, <laughs> this stuff just, it became real to me, you know, versus some heaven is somewhere you go when you die or whatever. Like, no, heaven is a place that exists beyond past the stars, you know, and these beings are traveling back and forth from heaven to earth as the Bible says, interacting with mankind. So Again, like that for that, the supernatural becoming natural and that stuff being real in my life, it changed everything for me. Have you read the book of Enoch? Mm -hmm. So it, it just reminded me of the, the chariot in the sky, because yeah. that was, that's like a really huge thing in the book of Enoch. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people believe that they were speaking of UFOs and not, mm -hmm. you know, an actual chariot. So yeah. it's. Yeah. So, so the thing is, there's like, you know, th there's so much in there's so much up there, you know what I'm saying? Versus mm -hmm. just there's only spacecraft and only this. Um, and they, they look it's like gazing into the uh, the water, the ocean, the type of fish. And there's fish down there with like lights on their head and they can shape shift and change colors and blend in and, and cloak and all kinds of stuff. So if we're looking at that as above, so below that principle of what is down here. It's also up there and within as within, so without. So uh, there's so much up there, but yeah, Enoch is deep because, you know, I'm gazing at what looks like to me to be fire, you know, at, at least it, the Bible says a cloud by day, fire by night, the Israelites followed God through the wilderness. And so in the night sky, you're just seeing lights, you're seeing different things happening. Um, but Enoch says that the angels, that when they travel the heavens, when they travel faster than the speed of light, they, they look like fire. It says the angels look like fire, but as they will, they can take upon like the appearances of men or they can shapeshift and take upon any appearance. So 
when you're gazing up and seeing that, again, Enoch bearing witness to these fiery chariots or fiery beings, if you will. Um, and then you have the chariots of fire within the Bible. And there's a bunch of other scriptures, too. Like once you're you're privy to this kind of stuff, it helps you to understand different obscure scriptures that we've read. There's other scriptures that says the Lord maketh his ministering spirits, his angels as a flame of fire. And that's in that's in the book of, of Psalms, I believe it is. It's also reiterated in Hebrews that angels are made out of fire. The Bible literally says God is a fire. Like, yes, our God is an all-consuming fire. Uh, it even refers to him as being the sun and things like that. And we know the sun is venerated in other cultures. But these flames of fire that we're seeing travel back and forth from heaven to earth. And it changed everything for me. And, and it, so then we come to the next thing. Again, uh, Christians would hear this, right? And, and Christians are talking about this a lot more, but they approach it from the demonic, that these are mm -hmm. demons flying around and be careful because they'll abduct you and they'll take you and implant things in you. And all. so be careful. Don't don't those aren't angels or whatever. Um, but there's a there's a, a scripture in the New Testament where Jesus is speaking and they're asking about the Holy Spirit and gifts and things like that. And so he says that um, if you ask your heavenly father for a fish, he's not going to give you a serpent. If you ask your father for a loaf of bread, he's not going to give you a stone, right? He's not going to throw a stone at you. You'll get the bread. If you ask for a fish, you're not going to get a serpent and get bit, right? So that's the, the analogy that helped me to go out because there's a lot of, it was a lot of fear early on, right? All the Christian stuff I'm finding. I was listening to hours of Christian podcasts about, but they were all across the board demonic. These are demons. Be careful. And, but I'm like, hold on, let me listen to somebody. Like we went back, we talked about the beginning. Let's go to other information. That's unbiased. All these Christians are biased. They have their minds made up that this is mm -hmm. what it is. Let me start listening to people who have had encounters and see what they say. And so I listened to everything. And then I was able to make my own assessment. And, uh, and again, so I would pray God, if these are your angels, um, if they have my best intention in mind and they're traveling back and forth, please allow me to see one. That was my prayer. And again, my mind goes back to the scripture of like, listen, if you ask for an angel, he's not going to send you a demon. Well, he might. He's not going to go against the script. The scriptures are law like he's not going to, you know. So for me and my understanding, it, it gave me faith to go out there, you know, and, and be able to see things that freaking, you know, I wanted to see, you know, and I got to see, I knew in my spirit, it was, it was real. And my, my, and what it, what it did for me though, it released creativity in my life. Um, it, it opened me up to a whole nother realm of, of, of belief and experience and, and that we're not alone and heaven is real. It's not just a metaphor that you go to when you die. So much more that it opened up, but still so many more questions, you know, um, of who, what they are, what they look like, how they operate, you know, it just opens up so much more, but it does open up this realm of understanding that, that they're out there and they're watching over us, you know? So how do you feel about the government coming out and basically like, they can't even deny the things that we're seeing in the skies now? Like, yeah. do you think that's kind of an affirmation or more of a distraction? Both. I think, I yeah. think, cause they're going to want to control the narrative to tell mm -hmm. you what, what they are. Um, and they're going to tell you they're a threat. Um, and when it, when it comes down to it, you know, I believe that those are the good guys out there, like the ones that are watching over humanity and the people who are, are our government. And I think rightfully so now a lot of people are waking up and say, hold on, something fishy is going on with these people and, and what's, what's happening with these, these they're wicked, man. Like the people mm -hmm. who are running this place and the, the laws and the things that they're doing to people all over the world. And, uh, and this, this system is, is corrupt. And I think that, I think that, uh, I think that there's going to, there's going to come some reckoning, you know, and eventually we need, we has to, people are, people are so weak and so docile right now. We need something to happen. And I think that, you know, the, the, the messiahs from every holy culture is going to come back. You know, most culture has these references of these star beings or Jesus or the Mahadi or the Mashiach, like the Messiah, even the Jewish Messiah. When when the Messiah, whatever it is, happens, it's going to come from above and and it's going to it's going to there's going to be a reckoning, you know, and I, and I don't know when that happens, you know, 
but I do believe in some type of cosmic war that we're in because we're fighting. There's videos of us shooting lasers and, and shooting at things out in outer space. And then they just come forth and say, yes, we have a new branch of the government called Space Force. We're going to govern outer outer space and keep you safe. And um, there's I've, I've had people on my podcast talk about they've seen like wars being fought in outer space mm-hmm. that, yeah, they're shoot, that too. they're shooting at each other. Uh, the great Christian mystic uh, Edgar Casey, the channeler, he's like he says that the Battle of Armageddon will be fought in outer space. And he was on on record saying that. So space is the place, you know, and uh, <laughs> but I think that the people who are who are running, running our world are wicked. And, and this is their kingdom that they, they're going to want to hold on to tooth and nail. But I think that one. I wish that the people would just wake up and rise up and everybody says that you give your power away to a Messiah figure and you don't do what you're supposed to do and come together. I, we're screwed. Like we got TikTok. Like, why don't we need, you know, we're not going to do anything, you know, dinner in a circus. They got us preoccupied with so much other stuff. As long as, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to revolt, you know? And, um, and we've seen when people try to revolt, what happened? Like you can see what the, they tried to do something, you know, it's, we've never seen nothing like it, you know, with the storming of the White House or the Capitol or whatever and uh, crazy stuff. So, you know, I hope I don't know when it happens. Could be a thousand years. Could be this year. I don't know. Um, so for me, it would be, you know, the return of Christ or for that would be UFOs. So the narrative would say that those are, you know, other other. um you know, a threat. They're a threat because they're flying through our airspace and or they're another another country that has advanced technology. Um, but then again, you know, our government does have similar technology from from back engineered stuff. And but you move into a different realm when it starts communicating with you telepathically and you send out a thought to ask it to show up and it shows up and crazy stuff like that. I mean, you have people tell you that that's still the government sending you sick you know communicating with you because they have the voice of god technology it gets deep but um but they've been here since the beginning since we were primitive before we had any technology they're they're with they're within the renaissance art of even christian art you know of jesus on the cross with these little men manning these Mm -hmm. these freaking starships behind them you know what i'm saying and so uh they're the good guys for sure um oh gosh i just lost my train of thought there for a minute (laughs) starships starships that's right okay so no what i was gonna say is i find it interesting that you said messiahs Mm -hmm. as in plural instead of because every just about every other video i watch or podcast i listen to or articles i read they say messiah they Mm -hmm. say just one well i I like that i would say i would say it would be one but it would be everybody's I don't see a team of them. I don't see 17 of them coming back or 13 risen saviors. Hey, who knows? It could be 13, but you know, there's definitely orders and rankings and stuff like that, that I I believe they they come in, but, but it would be the fulfillment of everybody's prophecy because they're all waiting, uh, you know, uh, and with expectation and um, anticipation for, for their Messiah and it would be one. It's really interesting too. A lot of them have a lot of similarities. You look at the Kalki figure and uh, India, the Indian tradition. Like he comes back riding a white horse and, and holding a sword. And like when you read Revelation, hey, that's how Jesus is coming back. Can they be the same people? Very much so. This channeled material, this type of experiences that they've been getting. I, I feel like it'll it'll be the oneness. We're so. I think we're fooling ourselves to think that we we own everything and, and, and we're privy to, again, everything I've been talking about, mm-hmm. working with the elements, speaking in tongues, the Holy Spirit, God's the Kundalini, like all of this stuff manifests in different parts of the earth and people learn to work with it and cultivate it in different ways. And so I think it's the same thing with, you know, the messiahs and and just the religious text. You know, there's there's a lot more in common than than we thought. I like that. I like that because that brings me a little bit of peace (laughs) because, uh, again, you know, like I went through the pandemic too. So obviously glued to the (laughs) internet, glued to your phone. Yeah. Um, and just like you said, the, I don't even know how to, I feel like since last year, 
this world has gotten so gray to me. It feels very heavy. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's because you just see everybody going at each other's throats constantly all the time. People say that there's no filter on the internet at all. And you have, you can see the division a lot more than we could before. You know, we have so many different things happening when it comes to division, whether it be Mm -hmm. political or Mm -hmm. race or gender, uh, religion, and it's, it's manifested so much. And like you said, I think it's because of the people we have in power. They're evil. They're, they want this. This is what they want. Yes. Yeah, I say it's by design for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel the same way as you do where there's times I want to go up to people and literally just shake them and be like, wake up, you know, stop hating people. You can't live your life that way. It's going to make you miserable. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it, it really, it makes me sad. Like for a while there, it made me really, really angry, but now I just get sad because I'm like, mm-hmm. this is horrible. Like I have people who have been friends, you know, best friends for their entire lives, not speaking to each other anymore because of political reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, really guys, like you can look past this. You can like you and I different sides of the, the spiritual background for the most part, Mm -hmm. we have a lot in common too, but that's because we found it. You know, you're not going to sit here and tell me that I'm going to hell and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you're, (laughs) you're I think if I, I think if I drank the Kool-Aid and listened to any (laughs) of these guys, like they're trained to win you over. Like these people went to school on how to win conversations and how to, you know, win people over with what they're bringing to the table. They even leave out stuff that, that they really believe just to win a crowd and like Mm -hmm. not tell you the stuff that they know is going to mess you up. So I think that I can listen to any of them. I think that I could probably listen to Trump long enough and fall in love with them. I think I can listen to Biden or any of these people and fall in love with their message if I listen to them long enough. And so I know that that's the tactic. And obviously, you know, the truth is somewhere in the middle of all of these people, right? That is Mm -hmm. not too far left or too far right. That goes with religion as well. It's the truth is not all in this or all in that. Listen, everybody has a piece of it. Like you said, you've kind of scoured to see, I, I like that, that, and that, and I'm bringing this together. Listen, that's what we should be doing. Get rid of the, the BS and the stuff that doesn't serve us, uh, whether it's religion or politics or whatever, and just hold on to the good stuff and, and um, you know, bring that to the table. And that's what, that's what I've done. You know, I just happen to be able to find a lot of the stuff in the Bible, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, but but it's definitely the Bible is like a, an overview. It doesn't it doesn't specialize in things. The Bible talks about the trans state. It doesn't give you tutorials on how to go to go into the trans state. The, the Bible talks about spirit travel and leaving your body. It doesn't tell you techniques on how to do that. These mm-hmm. were something that this is something that they did. So you have to be one who is open to uh, listen to other people's takes here a little there a little and 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 make your own assessment but the bible is full of amazing spiritual encounters but it doesn't give you a tutorial on how to do these things you have to find somebody the bible talks about crystals using crystals and amulets and talisman even all of this stuff it doesn't tell you the roots of them where they came from how to get an entity in it what what this certain crystal does you have to give somebody you have to study under somebody who's given their life to that because it takes a lifetime to really master the stuff and you, there's no way you can master it all. So you find somebody who already works with this stuff and somebody who's good at it and learn from them enough that you need to, to, uh, to help you upon your journey or to, uh, you know, stir up your awe and wonder or your fascination with how rocks can change your vibrational frequency, which is in the Bible, you know? Uh, yeah. Also, uh, like you mentioned the crystals the talisman were actually, from what I remember, very uh, Hebrew in roots mm-hmm. and also tarot, from mm-hmm. what I researched, was uh, very Hebrew, 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 Hebrew in roots. Uh, the Jews, from what I from what I remember from my research for the first ones to use tarot. Mm. And it really blew my mind because you don't think about that. So. 
I started looking at the art on original tarot cards, like the original ones, Mm -hmm. not the ones people are making now, which some of them, I'm not speaking against that because a lot of decks were gorgeous, but the original tarot, it has the tonica in it. Um, It has the scrolls. It has a lot of uh, symbolism from Judaism. So I was like, oh, okay. So I'm onto something here. Mm -hmm. Um, But with the talismans and uh, sigils, sigils, Mm -hmm. uh, they're the most powerful forms of magic. And it started in uh, Hebrew. And I don't think a lot of people know this. They kind of just like, they see these things and they're like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. I'm going to use this. And it's like, well, you, you got to be careful because like, if it's the strongest form of magic and you're using it, you know, and you're not like, it's going to backfire on you. You got to be careful. Mm-hmm. So it is interesting to see where a lot of these mystical things are very Bible-based Yeah. in one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. People just, you know, have... I don't know. Again, you, you approach it with a preconceived notion and you just read over it or you don't really look at the words that were used. And, and the Bible talks about the Zodiac, you know, mm-hmm. the Bible uh, talks about the Maseroth, which is the Zodiac in in, in Hebrew, literally. And uh, the, the zoo and, the, you know, the zoo that's in the stars. And, and, and then we find out that the dang uh, Magi, the stargazers, were the first ones to show up and welcome the, the newborn Messiah to the earth. It wasn't the preachers. It wasn't the, the kings or the priests or the Levites or any of these people. It was the stargazers who were the, the wise men that showed up and brought gifts to the creator because they or to the Messiah because they followed his his the message that foretold his birth in the stars. I've never looked at it that way. You are absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was mind blowing for me. <laughs> oh yeah, because I, I never would have thought that of, of their cult. What else did they do, man? Like they didn't have technology. They was they were their technology was a spiritual technology. They understood spirituality. Those are some of the most spiritual people that ever existed. Yeah, I mean, well, so the root word of pagan actually just means country dweller. Literally, it means country dweller yeah we would we would call them pagans we would call them you know uh you know i i I say a lyric in my song and it gets people riled up but i say abraham uh uh abraham was involved in a a form of voodoo and like what do you mean abraham was voodoo? (laughs) abraham the patriarch in the scriptures he has this encounter with god and then he wants to recreate it so he goes out and he kills all of these animals he kills like a squirrel um, a fox, a deer. He's killing all of these animals. He kills them and he brings their carcasses together and makes a circle with blood. So he's got all these dead animals around him. He steps in the middle and summons an encounter with God. Now, have we seen a neighbor doing that? Or have <laughs> we seen uh, an African doing that? You're like, hey, that's voodoo. That's voodoo witchcraft yeah. culture. Listen, Abraham did it successfully and summoned uh a one-on-one with the creator of the universe, you know? Well, I mean, is there not sacrifice in the Bible? There's absolutely sacrifice in the Bible, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and that's like the one thing that people were really crucifying witches for was for sacrifices. And it's like, well, (laughs) if you want to go that route, there's sacrifices in the Bible. Mm -hmm. So what are we supposed to do with that? Like, is that blasphemy as well? Or is that evil as well? You know, uh, people were sacrificing in the Bible. They were sacrificing their own children. Yeah. So, you know, God forbid a witch is, you know, sacrificing a lamb, but you can definitely sacrifice your children, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And it's just, it's all on how, how you personally view it, Uh, you know, and I feel like that's what this whole conversation has been about, but we can't sit here and say, well, your religion is wrong because of this. And my religion is right because of this. When you are going to find ties in every single one. Mm-hmm. There was an episode on the confessionals. I don't remember which one it was. I don't even remember the speaker, but it really, it really just like lit my fuse. But there was this guy talking on there and he mentioned, he was talking about Buddhists and pagans and how he's, if he ever saw uh if there was a woman getting raped and a Buddhist walked by 
or a pagan walked by, they would not help that woman because it is the law of nature for that woman to get raped. But if a Christian walks by, they're going to stop it because they see evil doing. And I'm over here like, okay, first of all, I have never in my life met a Buddhist or a witch or even (laughs) just a regular Joe off the street who's going to be like, well, no, I'm not going to stop that. You know, like, really? Like, what a terrible misconception. What a terrible thing to feed people that a Buddhist is going to walk by a woman getting raped because they live by the law of nature. Yeah, there's some pretty, um, pretty um, weird stuff in the scriptures about that, too. Like, uh, so it's funny that the person who's like saying that the Christian would stand up, you know, but uh, there's some stuff in the, in, in the scriptures that like they they rape people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They pillage, they pillage nations, you know, and uh, took wives and, and, and killed husbands and took them in all, you know, all kinds of wild stuff. So it's funny that, and the funny thing is like to speak with an absolute like that, when op when in all actuality, the opposite can probably be said if you just haven't read those scriptures or you ignore those stories or well, it didn't mean that kind of thing. So you therefore, you know, jump out with the opposite and say something that would happen. Everything has, you know, good and bad in it. It's polarities. It's part of it, you know? And so, you know, a big part of it is the analogies and and and, and the uh, allegory within those texts too. You know, the allegory of those gods or the allegories of those names and stuff that, that mean something to the individual. Mm-hmm. It means something to you on a deeper spiritual level versus like taking this as, as literal, you know? Right. Right. Well, I mean, a, a prime example is how many people turned a blind eye to what was going on in the Catholic church for so long with the children and the priests. Yeah. yeah. They didn't, they didn't, they removed the priests, but only from that particular church, but then sent them to another one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, parish, so yeah. like, what about, what about the children here? You know, you're basically just walking by as some innocent soul is being tortured. Yeah. Well, that, so, that's, that story is reiterated in, in the scriptures with the, uh, the, the parable of the, um, I think it was the parable of the um, Good Samaritan, the story of the Good Samaritan. Yes. Uh-huh. Where it's like all these, you know, priests and, and all these spiritual people walk by uh, somebody who got beat up and robbed and they're laying on the side of the street about to die. And the, the priest and uh, the clergy and all these people walk by and nobody helps them. But the one that helps them is the one that because of their tradition tells them that they're dirty and we need to stay away from those people. But that's the, the, the one person who came to you was the person that you've lived your life thinking that they were evil, thinking that they, they don't love God or they're pagans or they're, you know, false converts or something like that. And, and the parable of that story was that that's the very person who came and, and took care of that person and helped them and gave their own money, their own money for that person to go to the hospital and be, rehabilitated and gave extra, but all the, the clergy, the, the mm-hmm. holy men kept walking and said, Oh, it's such a shame. I wonder who they ripped off or, you know, they had this coming or we know that person's a bad person in our neighborhood anyway. So they deserved it, you know, victim blaming mm-hmm. even within, even within the churches. Yeah. I've seen it happen firsthand, you know, yeah, in, in sure. a smaller uh, situation, you know, definitely nothing as extreme as, you know, these children, but Yeah. I mean, there's so much, I think that's a main reason why I could never connect with a lot of uh, churches or anything is you see so much hypocrisy go on. Yeah. So much of it. And I don't want to be a part of that. I just want to go through life and be the best person that I can be like, understand that I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to hurt people not intentionally, but it happens. And I just, I just want to be a good person. You know, and if God forbid, like, you know, um, respecting nature, respecting the sky, respecting uh, the things I can't dis- I can't explain makes me a heretic, then I'll be a heretic, mm-hmm. you know, but I know God yeah. still loves me. I know that. Oh, yeah. And that's all I need to know. I don't need anybody to confirm it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Conf- confirmation bias. Right. <laughs> you tell me that he loves me. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. And um, there's a lot of people who feel that way. And, you know, I, I, I try to be a bridge of not the church or Christianity per se, but, but for Christ, 
and for God and for the, the, the beautiful things that are within the Bible and the beautiful things that are within spirituality and uh, bringing the two together, you know, and not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, I, I have people on both sides, you know what I'm saying? Who, cause I'm, you know, it depends on who you ask. Like I'm too Christian for the, the new age community and I'm too occultic for the Christian community. So here I am in the middle trying to carve my own lane and I've, I've done it. I've done a good job at it. It wasn't, wasn't easy, but I've done it and I'm confident in it and, and who I am, but that, that wasn't without a lot of sacrifice and, and, uh, and a lot of heartache, you know, figuring out my identity. Mm-hmm. And that's a big part of people knowing who they are. Their identity is that they're, that they're a child and of God and that they're loved by their creator and, uh, and God is for them and not against them. Um, is is so powerful for people who have been told the opposite. You know, you've been told that God hates you. You've been told that God doesn't love you because you're gay or because you're black or what. I mean, I've heard so many, you know, different reasons that that disqualify people, you know, over the years. And so God's, you know, the message of Christ is about God's love and, and it's, it's uh, restoring people into their their identity. Uh, in sonship and, and with the creator that they're loved and they have a father that is in heaven that loves them and is an ever-present help in time of need that doesn't keep any records of your wrongs and you know there's that story really the simplicity and the beauty that is in christ is like the greatest story ever told for a reason you know well i for one can say that i i definitely appreciate what you're doing i think what you're doing is great um i wish i would have met more people like you growing up. Um, it would have saved me personally, a lot of confusion, a lot of heartache and a lot of, uh, getting over the things people have said to me over the years and man, just keep on keeping on. Cause you're doing awesome. I listened to, uh, the music video you sent me, uh, the other day I listened to it this morning. It's been stuck in my head ever since. And, uh, I think that's a great way to get your message out too, is through music. I am a big music person. Uh, so is my fiance. He has his own band and we're very musical people in this house. And I've never really been a fan of hip hop, but you, you wrote the end, man, it's catchy <laughs> and it's still in my head. Yeah. I get that um, a lot. We're definitely going to, going to play, uh, play one of your songs at the end of this episode. Um, with, awesome. since you gave me permission, that's awesome. And Man, with that message said, what you just said, I think it's a great place to to end this episode as much as I don't want to, but we're going mm-hmm. on about two hours now. So I could talk to you all day. It's been such a pleasure. It's been informative and it's made me rethink things a lot, which is great. That's what I want. This is, <laughs> you know, that's what mm-hmm. I'm searching for. For sure, for sure. So, but before we, uh, we close this out, uh, why don't you go ahead and give yourself well-deserved credit for your book, which I'm in the process of reading right now, by the way, I did buy it. Awesome. And thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And so, yeah, just let the listeners know where they can find you on social media and we will close out the episode. Okay, for sure. And and thank you again for having me on. I, I enjoyed our conversation and I need to uh, hit you up and, and, and uh, get you on my show too. So I can pick yes, your brain. Absolutely. And, uh, we'll trade, we'll trade out. Um, it would be my honor. For sure. So yeah, if anybody wants to follow my work or, or find out what I do, you find me on whatever platform you follow at Truth Seeker, Truth S E E K A H, or TruthSeeker.com. Uh, my music, my podcast, my meditations, uh, my book, all of that stuff's available uh, via my website. And uh, I'm on all social media. So hit me up. All right, Truth. Thank you so much. And I will be dropping all of his social media and website link information into the bottom of this episode. Thank you, Truth. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for tuning in. And if you like this episode, please share with your friends, your coven, your congregation, or any other groups you consider your friends. I don't care where or how you share the show, just as long as you share the show. If you have a story you'd like to share with me, either message me via Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at The Heretic Podcast. Or email me at jessiek@theheretichpodcast.com. That's J E S S I E and the letter K. This podcast is kind of pro So when you when you engage the realms of the kingdom, you're looking to the soul of the realm of heaven. The realm of heaven.
Meditating with the sages and seers Nigga side there was nothing to fear By the Holy Ghost drawing us near Kundalini finding us here Dwelling around that are so unseen Bound by the sound of the seraphim We are the children of the Elohim Communicate through dreams Green like beans Access what they can't see Just rationalize, call it make-believe And I open my eyes in disbelief And I see the signs, but tell me what does it mean Your words speak, my heart perceives Receiving insight when I'm deep in my dreams my reality is not what it seems I signally tease with my laser beams Different choices, following voices Raised from the dead, now your boys rejoicing On my poison, now I'm following stars The root of religion which blasphemes God I'm sitting in my posture, chilling with the Gnostics We remain conscious, staring at the starships Entities are harmless, building up my chi And the energy is harnessed, we remain flawless Prophetic psalmist, obedient to calling And ego is demolished, standing in the spirit And we're walking in the promise Never look without, look within the fine side Listen down, meditating with the sages and seers. Look inside, there was nothing to fear. But a holy ghost drawing us near. Queenie finding us here. Glimpse of something magical, a little taste of something divine. The feeling of something intangible and some things that will blow your mind. My eyes close and my mind opens. I lose sight, but I gain focus. My eyes close and my mind opens. I lose sight, but I gain focus. A little glimpse of something magical, a little taste of Something divine, the feeling of something intangible and some things that will blow your mind. My eyes close and my mind opens, I lose sight, but I gain focus. My eyes close and my mind opens, I lose sight, but I gain focus. Exoskeleton shell of an alien On the mothership, I fellowship with E.T. and Elliot uh, Hold your semen, walking power, develop it Cleanse your mind from the succubus, hold it in and say celibate Awaken from the slumber, but got sleep in your eyes I may appear as a devil, but I'm an angel in disguise Love, joy, peace, where the sins from the skies Don't give in to the hype, don't give in to the lies I'm connected with all creation through the universal mind See our thoughts unfold and then we touch the divine Why must people die, why must wars be fought? We are not the same, we are worlds apart I know that I can break some change to my rhymes and art When I talk, I spark, I feel the power depart I'm Seeing love come alive in the darkest heart So knuckle up and buckle up, we're about to embark uh, We are so much more than just useless eaters So much more than just mindless slaves Power in our words, breathe the breath of life See the dead come alive and rise about their graves I see deities deceiving thee And I pray to my God, I know the evil will cease Make the demons run and make the devils flee See the strongholds break and the chains release A little glimpse of something magical A little taste of something divine The feeling of something intangible And some things that will blow your mind my eyes close and my mind opens. I lose sight, but I gain focus. My eyes close and my mind opens. I lose sight, but I gain focus. A little glimpse of something magical, a little taste of something divine. The feeling of something intangible and some things that will blow your mind. My eyes close and my mind opens. I lose sight, but I gain focus. My eyes close and my mind opens. I lose sight, but I gain focus. So they portals of entry into the realm of the kingdom. They're also angelic, and because angels have the fullness of the knowledge of the realm of heaven, and that's why they have eyes that burn like fire. Everything has come out of relationship with the presence of God. There's nothing outside of that. I can't do anything outside of relationship. I can't function. I can't have domain. I can't have government. I can't function in the roles that God's put me in the realm of the heavens. I cannot function with that outside of relationship. It's not about having the experience. Everything has come out of relationship to want to know, to want to experience how my father does it, when he does it, why he does it who he does it with and then for him to watch me while I do it. A little glimpse of something magical, a little taste of something divine, the feeling of something intangible and some things that will blow your mind.